Hello and welcome to Fridays at Home, the podcast on a mission to help you create a home, business, and lifestyle that aligns with your most authentic self. I am your host, Bamay, but since we're becoming friends, you can go right ahead and call me B. I really hope you are as excited as I am to be here. Before we get started, let's take care of some housekeeping. One, click that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Two, grab your favorite drink. It's Fridays at home. Three, sit back and prepare to be challenged to live your best life. Hello, hello, hello. How are you going? I hope you're doing better than I am. I've had a week and a half, okay? I've been down and out with this dreadful flu. I'm only coming out now feeling a little bit better, but as you can tell, I'm still sounding a little bit nasally, a little bit chipmunkyish, but um, <laughs> bear with me, okay? I couldn't dare to stay away any longer. I missed you. And there's a topic that I've been dying to talk to you about. So let's jump straight into it. Here's a question that I've been getting a lot. And thank you so much for sending this question through because I really think it's a valid question. It's very important to ask this question as well because by asking this question early on in your building journey, you help yourself by avoiding a lot of errors in your decisions, all right? This question is, how on earth do I make sure that I pick the right builder for my build? How do we make sure that the builder that we've selected for our build is someone that will do the job, all right? That's a valid question. And I get it so much because one, some people only realize when it's too late that they've made a mistake and they're already in construction, it's too late, and they really didn't spend a lot of time at the beginning of the journey asking the right questions and making sure that they know who they're dealing with before jumping in bed with them. And I'm just theoretically saying that, okay? (laughs) Anyway, so today I'm going to unpack that question. What I want you to walk away with today is a full understanding of what kind of questions you should be asking a builder or a builder's rep before you sign a contract with them, all right? And it's got nothing to do with uh, how much free stuff will you give me. Do not ask those kind of questions. Those questions do not matter. The questions that matter are questions that are essential in helping you gather as much information about the builder as you can possibly get, okay? The reason why this is important is because the more you know about your builder, the more likely you'll be able to make a better decision as to finding out if this builder is the right fit for your construction project. There's some key questions that I feel are very important for you to ask your builder or builder's rep. I have narrowed these questions down to 10, 10 questions that I think right now you should be taking notes because these questions will help you define and determine who the right builder for you is. The first question you should always ask someone who is helping you decide or make important decisions regards to, in regards to one of the biggest investments of your life, which is your home is, do you have experience? This is so important. We sometimes forget to ask this question because I think we get, we overlook this. We, we fall into the whole marketing, shiny stuff, freebies, all that kind of stuff. We actually forget to ask the most important thing. 
Are you experienced? You need to ask a builder this question. Why? Because it will determine if they will know how to build a house that you need them to build for you. Are you experienced comes in many ways. It's not just the number of years that someone has been doing something. It's also like if you're building a two-story timber-framed home, are you experienced building timber-framed homes is more of an appropriate question to a builder than are you experienced in building. Most likely every builder is going to say, sure, I've built. But you need to ask specific questions relating to your build. Another thing you can do in terms of experience and really gathering that information is to ask for examples, all right? Ask them to show you their portfolio. What have you done that is similar to my project? Show it to me. This is where display homes come into play. But then again, display homes don't really truly reflect what a builder can do. So if a builder has, let's say, you know, social media and you can see a lot of interactions with real life clients, then you know that what they're showing you is most probably genuine. Another thing that's really important in gathering that experience is asking for references. Seek past clients' references that you can actually contact. Not reviews that they're giving you. That's good. But... Someone that you can actually reach out to and have a conversation about their build experience. All right. So that's different. We need to know how experienced this builder is in regards to the kind of projects that you want them to do for you. Next point that's vital in helping you select a builder is to find out if they have the correct licenses and insurance in place. It is fair and well for a builder to be qualified and experienced, but we also need a builder who is licensed and has the correct insurance to back your project. Questions you can ask around this is, hey, are you a licensed and registered builder? Number one, simple. Are you actually licensed and registered? Number two, Do you have liability insurance to cover the site while in construction? These questions are very important and you will know why. (laughs) There's nothing worse than choosing a builder to do your home, finish building, everything is great. And then two years later, you need some structural stuff done because your home is cracking or there's just major structural issues only to realize that you didn't check if the builder was licensed or even if the builder has any indemnity insurance to cover for these costs. It's very, very important to pick a builder who is licensed and insured. Third thing right now that is hectic in the industry is time frames. Ask the question. Do not be afraid to say to a builder, what are your lead times looking like? I do it right now with all my clients. Any person who reaches out and is like, hey B, I need help with a renovation. Hey B, um, I need drawings done for this project. I just ask them straight up. I ask the question and say, hey, what's your lead time? What are you expecting in terms of turnaround time for this project? Because this is where I'm sitting right now. What this does is give you a clear expectation of the time frame would be for your project from start to finish. You also are in your rights to ask about what other projects they're currently working on so that you know if there's anything that may impact your build. 
So in regards to most of my renovation clients, I have a threshold I get to and we don't take any more clients because I really want to make sure that the clients that I currently am working with get the best of me. That said, I'm always transparent with my clients. I will tell them and I say, hey, look, I actually have three or four other renovations, commercial or residential, happening at this point. It may cause a bit of delay. However, two are being completed in a month or two, and then that will free up a bit of my time. If that is a problem, let me know. I'm more than happy for you to come back later once I'm done with these two jobs. Simple, clean, my clients are happy, I'm happy. Everyone knows what is going on. So ask the question, what your time frame is and what your turnaround time is in terms of the project. Another question that's very important for you to ask right at the beginning, subcontractors. Ask them, ask your builder, ask this builder, do you have any subcontractors? If so, who are they? You know, are they individual subbies or are they people you use all the time? This is where some people like to even find out if it's okay for them to recommend their own trades. So, great opportunity to bring up these kind of questions right at the beginning, not in the middle of a build. And you're like, hey, is it okay for me to nominate my cousin who's a plumber to do the plumbing in my home? No, it's not. You need to ask these questions right at the beginning. Now, when it comes to this next point, I find it really funny because there's always like a mismatched expectation from a client and from the builder. It's about communication and project updates. Some people have an expectation that the builder will be calling them every day saying, hey, I'm on site today and this is what we're doing. Here's a nice little picture for your Instagram. Honestly speaking, I don't know any builder who would say they have to do this because even I cannot keep up with those kind of updates. So what I advise you to do, if you know that you're someone who needs constant communication and updates, make sure you bring it up before you pick your builder. Most builders do not have time to even sit down for lunch. I'm talking about custom builders here. They don't have time. They don't have time to honestly sit down for lunch. And usually they're working around the clock trying to complete your build. And having that whole, you know, constant communication from you can actually deter them from completing the work that you need them to do. So if you know that you're someone who finds communication very, very important, ask for that at the beginning. And that way your builder can easily say, no, look, that's a bit unrealistic. Or yeah, sure, call me anytime. Or how about um, we meet halfway and I can send you an update every week. You need to let them know what your expectation is at the beginning. Because if a builder turns around right at the beginning and says, no, 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 I don't do any update. You just see what I've done when you see it and that's it. If that doesn't work for you, at least there was honesty and expectations solved right at the beginning. Last thing I want you to remember when it comes to communication um, and updates is that sometimes a builder can say, sure, I'll give you an update every week. And then you get the same update three weeks in a row. That does not mean that the builder has not been doing anything. It just means that sometimes some works take longer than just a week. For instance, it's been a gloomy week and I know that um, I've had some projects where slab pour was booked for this week. Next week, that builder is most likely going to send the client an update with the same work done as last week saying slab pour. 
It doesn't mean nothing had happened. It just meant the weather was terrible. Slapball couldn't happen. So it's only happening two weeks from the set date that it was going to happen. So I guess having this sort of open communication right at the beginning helps set the tone for more fluidity in your project, more realistic approach in terms of how a build works. We need to remember that construction is not one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's clean cut, direct. A construction site shifts and moves. There's so many components of a build that can be impacted on a daily basis. Like I just said, rain, weather is something that's beyond your builder's control. So if you've established your communication style with your builder, both of you can work to meet a mutual ground so that when changes happen in your build, it's not the end of the world. Next point that's really important for you to consider, which is point number six, costs and payment schedules. It's okay for you to ask your builder for a detailed breakdown of the estimated cost that they're giving you or the quotation. If you're dealing with a transparent and honest builder, that builder is not going to have any problem at all breaking down their quotation so that you know exactly what you're spending and where you're spending it. If a builder has an issue with giving you that information, I would be wary because, I mean, you need to know where your money's going. And it's not so hard to say, out of a million, I've spent 200 here, 100 here, 300 there. I just think that it's something that you have every right to ask for and it should be provided to you. In that same breath, when we're dealing with costs and payment schedule, you need to clearly know how much your builder requires you to pay before the project. So what is the deposit? After that, what happens? When do you expect me to pay? This is something that a lot of people, I don't know, I don't know, you get shy to ask. I don't know why, but money's always funny like that. But I would 100% encourage you to ask your builder before you even sign a contract. How do you want me to pay you? Do you want it to be after every stage? Do you want it to be, you know, seven days after you've issued an invoice? Because sometimes you assume that because you've built before or your mom has built before or your friend has built, that's how they did their payments yours is going to be the same. That is not always the case. So ask these questions so you are not caught off guard and then you ruin a great working relationship with your builder. Number seven, permits and regulations. Asking this question is going to help you. I've seen a lot of people getting caught out in construction where they've signed a building contract with a builder. The builder goes, yep, great. I'm ready to start on site. Things get delivered. And then the builder stops because the builder goes, where's the building permit? And the client goes, what are you talking about? Builder goes, well, it's in your contract. You are the one who's going to apply for the building permit. Oh, hell no. You know what I mean? You get into that kind of a situation. Awkward, awkward situation. So number seven, a point that you should always ask is who on earth is applying for the building permits? Is it me? Is it you? Is it us? What happens there? Because you don't want to delay a build just based on an assumption that someone else was going to do something and they think you're going to do that thing. So permits are very important. You need to ask at the beginning what permits are going to be required, how much do they cost, and who is applying for these permits. Another thing that's important in that same question is to ensure that compliance is followed when it comes to your build. So we're talking about building codes and local shires regulations. Being clear about who does what will save you time and will save you a heaps load of money. 
Number eight, something you need to consider right at the beginning. Ask this builder or this builder's rep what the warranties and after sales support they have in place. What are these? What warranties do they have? And what after sales support do they have to offer? This comes in very, very handy. Listen, after a house has been built, there's a period that your house will go into called a settling stage, all right? So the house will move because it needs to settle in the ground. When the house moves, if a house has been constructed poorly, you will get a lot of cracks. It's not unusual for cracks to form. What is unusual is the size of the crack. So if you get really big cracks where you can literally just see into this never-ending crack, that most probably would be a structural problem. And so if you built with a builder who is trustworthy, who has their warranties in place, this isn't a big deal because builders usually have an after sales support. Um, I think it's about six months after you've moved into the home, they come back and they'll do like a check to make sure everything works. You haven't had any issues and that's all part of their warranty. And then there's also like a 25 year, it depends on the builder, structural warranty that again covers you if anything majorly structural happens and it's not your fault the builder can come through inspect and then they rectify that issue if you don't ask about warranties early on you're gonna get caught out only when there's issues and this is not gonna be fun for you so make sure you ask the question after sales support is so very important before I finish this point because If you don't know what the builder's after-service support is, you're going to get into a lot of issues here. For instance, once you've moved into a house, you start using appliances, you start using the toilet, you start using the shower. Well, I hope you do. (laughs) Now, the thing is, it's very normal to start using plumbing and appliances and start seeing a little bit of issues with things. A common thing is that water doesn't drain quick enough or there's a smell when you're using the shower and it just stinks in your bathroom. Things like this happen quite often because when in construction, things can go down the pipes and get blocked and all that kind of stuff. If your builder has a good after-service support, easy. All you got to do is know which number to call and they usually have someone out there to have a look just like that. If a builder doesn't have a good after-service support, that's an issue because you could literally be calling someone who doesn't return your calls because they're on site building another house, they're so busy and they tell you how busy they are and they'll try and get there at some point and they never do. What you're going to end up having to do is pay someone separately and then try and fix it yourself, which is not fair. So find out right at the beginning. Warranties after sales support, what's the deal? Number nine, quality of materials. I love this one. It's very important for you to ask this question. Again, I know I've said this sentence repeatedly today. It is very important. I wish I could shout this loud, loud, loud. Why are materials important? The quality of materials that a builder uses will determine durability and quality. Did I just say quality again? Yeah, but I mean it in a different way. So the quality of materials will determine the quality of the finish, the quality of the finish of the product. Ask your builder. Things like tiles are a very common one to have people question because tiles come from all sorts of places. We know that a lot of things get made in China, no problem, but there's also grades in products that come from China. So by knowing the grade, the quality, you are then able to determine if you should stick with the builder's standard supplier or maybe pay a little bit extra to get a better quality so that you can guarantee that you will get that better finish. 
ask where the suppliers are getting their stuff from, if it's anything like appliances or tapware. It's also very important because you need to know how quickly you can get replacement parts if anything was to happen or you're to get support if you know you need to replace something. Those kind of things are very important. Lastly, the most important one, (laughs) flexibility and changes. A lot of builders at the moment, they just can't afford to be as flexible as they used to be. And I can totally understand that. Even I cannot afford to be as flexible as I used to be. If we decide that a certain design is great, the layout is perfect, go ahead with it. Please try not to go to Pinterest and look at other things and make changes. That can 100% affect the length of time that a project takes to be completed or even get started on site. And that means the longer a builder takes or I take with a project, the more you're paying, okay? So if money is important, if your budget is important, make sure that you avoid or restrain from making unnecessary cosmetic changes when a build is already in motion. Flexibility is a word I used because whether it's a project builder or a custom builder, they both have different, I guess, amount of flexibility they can give each client. So if you know that you're someone who's going to want to design as the project develops, and want to make changes and all that, that will 100% impact who you choose for your build and who you decide to move forward with. Because some builders will just tell you right from the start, no, we're not gonna allow any changes as soon as you sign this contract. Some might go, look, I'm all right. Um, I'll be able to work with you with the change. But as long as you tell them in advance, I think it's fair play. And that was it for today, guys. 10 points that I find will always help determine the scope of the project for the builder and determine if a builder is right for you. Let me know what you thought about this episode. I hope you've been taking notes. And if you have any questions at all, please feel free to send me a message. Go to my Instagram page at the pre-start studio send me a dm and tell me what you enjoyed most about this episode catch you later bye thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of fridays at home i hope you enjoyed our conversation and found inspiration to create a home business and lifestyle that truly aligns with your most authentic self And if you did, please leave me a comment, share this episode with a friend, repost on socials, and give me a rating so that I know that you enjoyed the show. If you want to hear more from me, make sure that you click that subscribe button just in case you forgot. I don't want you to miss next week's episode. It's going to be jam-packed with practical tips and inspiring stories from our guests and myself. So goodbye for now, but I know I will see you next week. Don't forget to tune in to another episode of Fridays at Home.